1: Everyone, and welcome to Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, along with Rhino, down today in the heart of the free state of Jones County, Ellisville, Mississippi, at Wally Forestry. A little remote going on. We have relocated for today the Element Wealth Studios. Rhino back in the Super Talk Studios today. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. We've got uh, beautiful weather out here today. Oh, what day is this? Friday, y'all. Oh, yeah. Just wanted to make sure that I had that right. Uh, a um, delightful drive down from central Mississippi down here to uh, the Pine Belt, Ellisville, Mississippi. Uh, once again, just I always have to say it, folks, the the landscape, uh, the beauty of Mississippi is really something to behold. And I always enjoy getting out on the road and and traversing, especially these back roads, these two lane roads are just beautiful, especially this time of year. It is spring. It's a little breezy, a little chilly. We're outside here today in front of uh, the Wallace, Wally Forestry headquarters, but looking forward to a big day. I got to be careful and uh, be on my toes, Rhino, because I'm right across the street from the Ellisville Police Department. Uh-oh. I want to get out of line here. I've already told Gary, you know, he's got the big super talk. RV out here to be careful when he's driving this thing around here. But uh, so we're in good shape. Uh, trust everyone is uh, doing well today. It is uh, again a beautiful spring day after the rough weather moved through the state uh, earlier in the week. The good Lord has blessed us with uh, some beautiful weather. It looks like uh, for today and the duration of the weekend, we will be entering the last week of March. What do they say, uh, Rhino? In like a lion, out like a lamb? Something like that. I think that's the deal.
2: Time flies Uh, when you're having fun. (laughs)
1: That's it. Great lineup in store for you today in the next segment. Jamie Wally and Rebecca Patrick, they uh, are both with Wally Forestry Consultants. Jamie is the Vice President, Rebecca the Office Manager and Director of Public Relations. Dr. Jesse Smith at 1120, the President of Jones uh, College, not far from here. Uh, Danielle Ashley, Chief Administrative Officer of the Jones County Board of Supervisors, comes on at 11.50, and then Erin Kate Good at 12.05, she's the Executive Director of the Center for Pregnancy Choices. We're going to talk about HB 1685, what that bill does, and uh, it actually provides some tax credits for those uh, companies who would donate to the organization, and this really has a tie-in with the, the Dobbs bill, uh, excuse me, the Dobbs case, the Dobbs case that uh, we, we visited with Attorney General Lynn Fitch about earlier in the week. That's going to be argued in front of the Supreme Court here pretty soon. Lynn Buckholz, the mayor of Ellisville, joins us at 1220. And then at 1250, we'll round things out with Nikki Hudson, business development officer for Community Bank. So a big day lined up. We're in Ellisville, Mississippi, the governor of the great state of Mississippi was on the Paul Gallo show this morning not sure if you folks caught that he was on for three segments really appreciate him uh, coming on the super talk air and discussing uh, what's on his mind in particular right now what's on his mind is is taxes and he made clear his desire to fully eliminate the income tax. Rhino and I talked about this yesterday. He wants to fully eliminate it over an eight year period of time, beginning with a fairly significant cut uh, starting next year, next tax year, 2023. The tax year, of course, your tax year is a calendar year, not. Uh, equivalent to the state's fiscal year, which is uh, starts July 1 and runs through June 30. So the distinction there, but he wants to start by eliminating the 4% bracket and the 5% bracket, and essentially creating a single 3.5% bracket that would occur in the year 2023, and then. The 3.5% remaining income tax bracket would be phased out over seven years at the rate of 0.5% per year. So after eight years, the income tax is fully eliminated. Uh, there would be no change to the sales tax, the general sales tax, no change to the grocery tax, no change to car tags. Uh, just just strictly addresses the income tax does the governor's proposal and it would fully phase that out over that eight-year period of time. Recall that the latest House bill would phase it out over an 18 to 20 year period. Uh, it too doesn't really address uh, grocery taxes, sales taxes, or car tax. It just phases out the, um, uh, the income tax the Senate plan on the other hand that's presently on the table doesn't uh, eliminate the income tax whatsoever in total it doesn't in total it just reduces it over an eight-year period of time the four percent bracket goes away over four years and then the five percent bracket would be reduced to four point six percent at a point one percent clip over four years so eight years to somewhat reduce the income tax in the Senate plan, 18 to 20 to fully eliminate the income tax in the House plan. The governor's proposal fully eliminates the income tax over eight years. So quite the contrast in the plans. Of course, uh, when you have two bills in the respective chambers, as we do in this case with income taxes, the Senate and the House plan, they got to go to conference. And I believe, Rhino, that the deadline for that is tomorrow. Uh, is Saturday to come out with something—a conference report that oh, must yeah, be presented. Oh yeah, conference weekend. Yeah, conference weekend. It is here. It is upon us. Honestly, folks, I don't know what to expect. And, and the reason I say that is because the the approach between the House and Senate uh, is quite different, quite distinct. And and then you got the governor who who uh, releases a proposal a couple of days ago. Should also point out that. Um, the body responsible for projecting revenue state revenues has said that 2022 is going to come in at about 7.2 billion relative to a 5.8 billion dollar spending uh, budget and that in 2023 fiscal year 2023 the estimate is 7 billion assuming that spending stays relatively close to the present 5.8 billion, you can see that we're looking at significant surpluses and that, that's that been the contention of the Speaker and today it was the contention of the Governor that we've got uh, sufficient revenues and, and an optimistic outlook for revenues at this point and therefore we should give that money back to the taxpayers and it what it really means if you eliminate the income tax it really means that you're saying that we can run the government the state government on sales taxes it's really what you're saying now there are some other taxes as well There's the corporate income tax and there's some other fees and taxes but in general the lion's share of that revenue would come from sales taxes the theory being, if we cut your income tax or fully eliminate it, you got more money in your pocket, you're going to go to the stores and spend that money, and in doing so you're producing revenue in the form of sales taxes, and that the state can um, can exist, can operate, can fund its operations simply with sales tax revenue, no income tax revenue. Uh, conservative, in conservative circles, in the, the, the conservative thought generally is that uh, taxing consumption and raising revenue from consumption is more efficient, more fair, more effective, more productive than taxing income. I agree. And so, given these optimistic revenue projections, I think we got to get this done. I really do. I, I, I wonder what is the objection to, to my friends in the Senate. Um, and I'm hoping that they can come together and get something meaningful done. Maybe it's some uh, consensus around a combination of all three plans, because that's really what we have right now. It's kind of unprecedented. It se- it would seem. It seems unusual to me, Rhino. We got an, an all Republican House, or a super majorities, I should say, in the House, in the Senate. We got a Republican uh, in the governor's mansion. But yet we have three fairly distinct and different, not just nuanced, really fairly significant different approaches to some sort of tax reform
2: yeah it's like looking at different offenses in college football like one of them's got the spread one of them's got the power eye another one's using the west coast and it's like uh we're all trying to score a touchdown here can we come together and figure out a way to to meld the three
1: (laughs) it's a great analogy and then the question remains if we don't get a conference report might we get a special session and the governor was asked that and he certainly did not rule that out so interesting times here in the great state of mississippi and uh... we'll try to keep you informed uh... as the information comes our way but it is time for a break here from the element well studios it at, at uh, wally forestry in ellisville mississippi coming up next jamie wally vice president of wally forestry and rebecca patrick office manager and Director of Public Relations for Wallace Wally Forestry Consultants, Inc. and Wally Properties, LLC. Stay with us, we'll be right back.
3: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a beautiful day. Sunny skies, high near 69. Tonight, clear skies, low around 44. Your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 69. Saturday evening, clear skies, low around 42. And for your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 75. This weather brought you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
4: Get the most out of your tax refund with a new set of Kenda tires from Gateway Tire and Service Center, Jackson's proudest community sponsor with four convenient locations to serve you. Along with our great prices, your new Kenda tires come with a kind of protection you can't find anywhere else, like free road hazard, free flat repair, free tire rotations and balancing, free inspections and more. See complete details online at gatewaytire.com. That's gatewaytire.com. At Batteries Plus, we do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors
7: power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online for fast and reliable phone and tablet repair. Learn more at BatteriesPlus.com.
8: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Supertalk Jackson 97.3.
0: Check it out. Let's do it. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's get on with it. On Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Everyone, Midday Super Talk Mississippi, we're coming at you live from the heart of Jones County, Ellisville, Mississippi. We're at Wally Forestry, and joining us now, Jamie Wally, Vice President, and Rebecca Patrick, Office Manager, Public Relations, Wally uh, Forestry Consultants, Inc., and Wally Properties. Uh, Good morning, folks. Thanks for coming on. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you all again. I think uh, we last... Uh, talked when well, we were in Laurel. Back we did. In the summer right World Series. I had the World Series over there. That was a great event, and really enjoyed being there and enjoy the drive down here as I always do. Coming through the Pine Belt's beautiful. Coming through the uh, the trees are starting it's, to bud out. And it's turn gorgeous. Green. It's it's springtime. You can feel it, and uh, pretty soon it'll be all greened up. Uh, tell us what's going on. Well, tell us a little bit about the uh, the company. It is two companies really, and I, I know you guys are a big player uh in the in the in the land and real estate business tell us what's going
9: on well of course jim wally jamie's dad um started the business back in the 1970s he uh has a degree in forestry uh and uh, others the other thing wildlife and that sort of thing but forestry mostly and jim actually was the forestry instructor at jones junior college for many many years and still associated with jones and that's how we met as i taught at jones as well okay and so but but back in the day he he had his own forestry consulting business started that saw a need saw a need in the community and wanted to to really help people who i mean let's face it most people don't uh sell their trees or manage their trees they don't know what to do you know you need an expert and Jim saw that need and he filled that need by starting the Wally Forestry Consulting business and then as a result of that again saw a need for people to be able to market their land if they wanted to sell it so that's how the property side came into being and of course the young guy over here Jamie uh, (laughs) followed in dad's footsteps a a good bit and uh, he's been running the company as the vice president for for many many years. So this all got started in the 70s. That's it. Yeah,
1: that is awesome. And, and look, in this day and age, just to have a business to endure that long, uh, my hat's off to you. Congratulations, kudos to, to be successful and, and to be around and continue to thrive and grow, which is even a greater testament to uh, just a good vision, good management, good business plan, and, and solid execution. And, and I'm quite sure there's a fantastic team behind the scenes as well. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what makes it There's all work. A lot work, goes it? into it. Yeah. So, uh, is there any uh, anything in particular in the state of Mississippi that it uh, is kind of uh, piqued your interest with respect to uh, land, timber, et cetera? How, how are we doing in that respect? But just,
10: for an example, yesterday we had a timber sale in Jasper County. Okay. And had an excellent turnout. That was mature, older timber. But every track's different when it comes to timber, but this particular track that, that we sold just the timber on, it brought north of
1: $5,000 an acre. What, yeah. uh, is that kind of in line with uh, historical pricing or prices up like everything else is right now? Well, the
10: there's many factors that determine the markets. You know, we, yeah. you had a very wet fall, huh. which, our job, you know, is to study the markets and keep up with the demands of the mill. Okay. You know, determine which products is the right time to
1: sell products, whether it be pulpwood, okay. you know, pine or hardwood. So are the are the mills the customers? Are those the primary customers? Correct. Okay. That's who the suppliers are delivering okay. to the mills. And then you, you, in turn, then work with the landowners to, to reforest. That land as well. Do you not? Absolutely. We're going to assist them with uh,
10: going through any government programs that are available. You know, we'll assist in the site preparation, the aerial herbicide spraying, got it. mechanical tree
1: planting. So most of these folks that have these these lands that have these big stands of timber like that is it is it something that's just kind of been passed down through the generations and they they have it and they know it's probably worth something, but don't or, or needs maybe needs to be cut and sold and reforested, replanted, but they don't really know what to do. They come to you guys to help them with that. I mean, that's the service you provide. Is that correct?
10: Absolutely. then, of course, we've got here, there are a lot of young investors um, you know, that, that want a recreational piece of hunting property. Okay, but you know, they it works hand in hand. You know, we can go in, manage the timber. And timber management works along with the wildlife.
1: Okay. I, yeah, I really didn't think so much about that but uh, you've got to be concerned about that as well and uh, of course Mississippi is flush with uh, lots of outdoors people that love the wildlife but they're also the people who make sure that that uh, we care for the habitats and, and uh, make sure that the wildlife continue to thrive as well. So I, I think sometimes that's not looked at correctly. Exactly
9: and you know a lot of times people uh have the mistaken impression that if you're cutting the trees, you're messing up with the environment too. Okay, and that's not the case. This is the case where we are very much a a, a conservator, uh, helping take care of the environment. By you know when we when when we help people when they're managing their timber, we're helping helping them harvest as well as replant. It's it's kind of like the <laughs> the Disney movie, The Great Circle of Life, as yeah. far as the trees are concerned. And and of course the the. The trees, uh, forestry in general, is one of the largest agricultural industries in Mississippi. Andy Gibson has mentioned that several times recently, um, how people don't really realize that, that forestry is an agricultural industry and a high dollar industry as far as the state is concerned
1: how do you guys come across these customers these landowners do you have folks that would just go out and and contact them solicit them maybe see the property or you just have information uh, um, kind of a registry if you will or a catalog however you want to describe (laughs) it of all these properties and and the timber that's on them and you just approach them and say hey i think we can help you with that or do they come to you and say i need help or is it both
9: it's a little of both but most of the time people approach us um of course They've been in business. Jim's been here 40 years nearly, or or over 40. Jamie for 20, over 20. And so they've developed a a relationship with area people. So if, if they're taking care of a particular person's property, that person talks to their friends and says this sure. is who's helping me out okay. and, and you need to call call the guys at Wally.
1: Well like most successful sales organizations or the selling aspect of an organization is word of mouth. It's always big. If you do a good job for somebody and right. they tell their friends, they tell people and, and they bring you in and, and, you, and you go to work. Uh, so uh, what's your thoughts about the outlook of the future of the industry? Does it look uh, promising? Or are you Absolutely. Pretty optimistic? We've got you know
10: got some other mills coming online, so that's gonna help on the timber end of things, and we're seeing a large influx of folks moving from out of state, you know, coming into state. Yeah. So the on the land sales end of things, you know, things have been great. Mm. Okay.
9: Yes, despite what the the, the census said a few years ago we get calls every day from people in other states saying we want to we want to come to mississippi really? and, awesome. and they're looking for land you know a lot of it, they're coming from these places where uh, they've been taxed yeah. so much they, they and their their retirement's not going to be good or it's just young people wanting more opportunities so we get those folks too that want to come in and and have some property and be able to settle down and raise a family or have grandchildren come down uh, those
1: sense do, do some of these folks do they come from sort of dense sort of city environments a lot of concrete and skyscrapers and say I just want to get away from that and we, we've got several that we're working with now
10: you know that are several states away wow you know that are actively looking and that's you know, as Wiley properties you know that's that's what we've got to know if if somebody's looking for 40 acres of land 800 acres of land and just because it's not on the website you know a lot of our listings that we sell we have buyers that are actively looking okay so a lot of times if we've got somebody looking for 60 acres and we get a listing you know it's it's gone in a day or two yeah so wow, we've that's got, amazing got several new listings that will be up and running Tuesday. We've got a very unique track in North Rankin that's North of Highway 25 just east of the reservoir that's just unbelievable. Hmm. It's got bottomland hardwood with cherry bark, big white oaks, old mature pine, and then young pine plantations. And it's,
1: it's going to be a recreational dream property. Wow. And so uh, I assume then that all, all of these properties are, are listed and, and promoted
9: uh, on your websites, right? All that's yes. out there. Yes. Huh? Yes. So definitely. Tell us the address again, real quick. Uh, wallyproperties.com on the internet, Or oh, Wally Forestry. or Wally Forestry. Either one of those will direct you to direct you to our website, Sounds Wally good. Forestry or Wally Properties.
1: Well, it's good to see you guys again. It's it's uh, an honor to be here. And, and, good uh, to have congratulations you. Congratulations on all your success as well. You're a great Mississippi story as well. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks so much for having us. You bet. We'll be right back with more here. We've got Dr. Jesse Smith, president of Jones College, coming up at 11.20. More talk before then on Middays from the Element Well Studios in Ellisville, Mississippi, at Wally Forestry. Stay with us.
5: Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi
11: Hey guys, this is Jacqueline with Honestly Beef. Why should you do business with me? Because Honestly Beef is a certified, genuine Mississippi member. That means it's the purest quality beef raised right here in South Mississippi, guaranteed. Hey mom! tell everybody about your website honestlybeef.com simply visit honestlybeef.com and order gate to plate service the purest quality mississippi beef will be delivered right to your front door that's honestlybeef.com and remember use the code word radio for free shipping
13: research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events but thanks to two men and a truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be we have everything you need professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomeninatruck.com for a free no-obligation estimate.
14: Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Governor Tate Reeves is calling on lawmakers to eliminate the state income tax, something the House and Senate haven't been able to agree on.
15: The budget leaders of the House and the Senate are going to meet, and I believe that they're going to raise next year's revenue estimate uh, from where it is today to $7 billion. They have $5.8 billion, so that's a $1.2 billion year-over-year increase from the spending amount this year to the amount of money we're going to have available next year. Reeves offered up his own
14: plan Thursday.
15: Just immediately cut the income tax from five to three and a half percent. Uh, while that's not good enough and we're going to continue this conversation uh, that would at least be a good faith effort to show that yeah. um, the the both chambers of the legislature want to re- significantly reduce and ultimately eliminate the income tax.
14: He says nothing is off the table which means if lawmakers can't work this out there is the possibility of a special session.
7: It's time to take a road trip down to the coast For CPR Fest 20 Outside on the grounds of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum Saturday, April 2nd Starring Mississippi's own Three Doors Down Live Three Doors Down With Seether Plus Bad Flower
0: Gerard Gibbons. Welcome, welcome to our show. On Super Talk Mississippi.
12: Okay, now you have a good
14: one.
1: A little foreigner bumping us into this segment. Midday Super Talk, Mississippi, the Element Wealth Studios, down here at Wally Forestry, Ellisville, Mississippi, in the heart of the free state of Jones County. Down here, the wind is blowing a bit, folks, you can probably tell, uh, but we've got all the sandbags and, and stops in place to keep the, the tent above us and the banners in tow intact so we're in good shape we appreciate as always uh, the great work by the super top Mississippi team getting us all ready to go to bring the show on the road as we did today so in the last segment we were talking about the governor's proposed income tax plan I did want to pass on a quote uh, from the governor earlier in the week with respect to the income tax situation. He says, quote, I'm not married to this plan, referring, of course, to the the House plan introduced earlier in the week. Continuing the governor's quote, I'm married to the elimination of the income tax. He said that earlier in the week at a Capitol News conference. So again, the deadline to agree on the tax and spending bill for this coming budget year that begins July 1 is tomorrow, is Saturday, so we will be keeping a close watch on those developments and I think they're uh, huddled up in a meeting right now with the legislative budget folks that discuss the uh, revenue and and budget plans as uh, submitted and as they project and they of course work with members of the legislature on coming up with final legislation to put all that into place so again it's just interesting to see how all that is unfolding for sure and it's time to do something i believe transformational and bold here in the state of mississippi of course we don't want to do anything that would cause serious problems to the state's ability to deliver the services that it is responsible for delivering. That's always a a concern. But it it just appears to me with these very optimistic revenue projections that we've got some leg room there to give some money back to the taxpayers and to provide some tax relief. That's the main thing. Uh, And that is where I hope we are headed. I got to tell you, I'm not optimistic. I just, I don't. I just have this feeling that we're so far apart between the House and the Senate. I don't really feel like we're going to get any anything uh, out of this conference report. Will Will that trigger the governor prompt him to call a special session? Uh, you would think so, just given the fact that he says, "I am married to elimination of the income tax." I think this is rapidly become, at least given the amount he has discussed it, and uh, his being more active on this matter, the uh, top priority for the governor is to eliminate the income tax. Uh, Ben from Madison on the ceasefire Tax Line says, conference report to include governor's tax proposal according to the speaker. Reading tea leaves, but it seems like the House and governor are positioning to make the income tax a major priority in the 23 election. In parentheses, if a deal isn't worked out this session, uh, I guess Ben, technically speaking, no. the The governor's plan would not be. It's not a bill. It's a proposal coming out of the chief executive of the state from the governor's mansion. So, um, of course, that they can get in conference and they've got two different bills and they can hammer out a lot of stuff, uh, almost anything they want, if that they can agree on, and that could pass and then ultimately be signed. Uh, by the governor but technically speaking the governor's proposal is is not on the table as part of that uh, those conference meetings and conference sessions so can the governor do an executive order No, uh, the governor doesn't have the, that's on the c tax line, the governor does not have the authority just by executive order to change the entire income tax structure uh, in the state of Mississippi. Uh, And really we wouldn't want that. We we don't want a single individual in charge of the entire revenue making uh, process, uh, production process that funds the state and all the state uh, operations. We wouldn't want that. But no, he doesn't have that authority and I think that's a good thing. Income taxes will be a major issue next year, says Thomas in Greenwood. I, I, I think it will as well. I think that subject matter will be uh, a huge issue talking about in the 23. What Thomas is referring to is that we got the 23 elections coming up for um, all members of the House and Senate and all statewide elected positions as well. So, yeah, it, it will be interesting to see how that plays out. I think we'll get a big taste of it coming up. Uh, this, this coming summer um, when, you, when you start to see uh, the campaigns kind of get in gear. We'll be over, of course, at the Neshoba County Fair, and you'll see all the stump speeches, and we'll interview all the, um, or not all, but many of the candidates, certainly all of the, the present sitting uh, executives in government and members of the House and Senate as well. So, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun dealing with all that <laughs> for sure. Are y'all going to have a booth or something at the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Jackson tomorrow? David from Bruce. I'm not familiar with uh, any um, notion that we will unless Rhino is familiar with something. We certainly won't be broadcasting as we are not uh, live on Saturdays on on the normal weekday programming. Are we going to have any kind of presence? you know of Rhino? I don't know of
2: anything officially, but I mean, you never can tell who you might find out and about. (laughs)
1: That's absolutely true. <laughs> by the way, the flag should have been changed by one of the previous bills, not to appease the SEC. Thomas and Greenwood, I, I actually don't agree with you, Thomas, on all of your. I, I'm reading all of your, your, your uh, messages there with respect to George Floyd and the SEC and changing the flag and the taxes. I don't really see a connection. I, I, I got to tell you, and I, uh, I, I just don't. So, uh, we'll see where all that goes. I think this is just really a matter of. Uh, governing philosophy, and, and certainly philosophy with respect to budgeting, the um, uh, how the, the state budget ought to work, what it ought to look like, uh, in terms of revenue and spending on both sides of it. So Ben from Madison says, "Check y'all politics." They say the House will produce a conference report containing the governor's eight-year plan. Tweeted it out at 10:17. Okay, uh, they certainly can do that. Um, they have the option of doing that um, but it's you know technically speaking um, just because the governor put it out there it was really what I was trying to say Ben that does not compel them to consider that uh, the governor doesn't really have any such authority he's just really the governor's role is more of a of, a, of um, to s- submit ideas and more of a cheerleader for those ideas and and an advocate for those ideas, and a suggestion. S- same with respect to the president and the Congress. It's a similar model, but looks like that if that's the case, then just to put that on the table, I, I think what that does is causes the Senate to have to to uh, address that. And The Senate, of course, not being in favor at this point of full elimination of the income tax, so they'll have to address that and and come up with um, uh, something as well to um, to counter that i guess at, at this point of course they have one they had let's be clear the senate does have a plan it does not however fully eliminate the income tax um only the the house's plan does that albeit over 18 to 20 years as presently structured in the latest iteration the governor's plan of course would do it over eight years the proposal that he has floated so we'll certainly see uh, where all that goes, Jerry in Waynesboro says, "Let's put this in perspective. The new Iranian deal is a completely different deal. The new Iranian uh, deal lets Russia purchase any weapons-grade platinum made by the Iran by Iran while he's uh, Putin is threatening nuclear war. Please explain this negotiation deal and how it's so great. I don't know that it does that exactly, Jerry. What it does do, however, is is provide Russia the authority to." Uh, the ability to design and actually build and operate those nuclear power plants uh, in Iran. That is part of the negotiation in in exchange for getting Iran to pump and produce more oil, more fossil fuels. I think overall it's it's a terrible plan, and I think it's on this government, uh, this Biden administration, for uh, even conceding that and involving Russia in the negotiations or allowing them to be involved in the negotiations. is insane and just really pandering and placating to Putin. I honestly don't think, after watching Joe Biden's uh, presser yesterday, I uh, wasn't really a presser, but his remarks yesterday uh, over in Europe, I actually don't think that he has, um, he's committed to Iran, uh, excuse me, to Ukraine ultimately defeating Russia. I didn't get that impression whatsoever. Uh, honestly so uh, I I think that this this allowing Russia to be part of the Iran deal is certainly a problem we might as well just give Iran nuclear weapons could Russia be part of that absolutely uh, I think uh, they they could be they will be involved in in Iran obtaining nuclear weapons but more disturbingly even is that they're going to be building nuclear power plants for Iran it's just terrible we're going to take a break here from the element well studios at Wally Forestry and Ellisville, Mississippi middays will come right back.
11: It's March, and the madness is not on the court. It's at the dealership. Canon Nissan of Jackson, to be exact.
0: That's right. Canon Nissan of Jackson has gone completely mad with big thrills and bigger savings during the Nissan's Thrill of the Drive sales event.
11: Come in now for great Nissan incentives and offers. New Nissans offering significant savings on gas are arriving daily at Canon Nissan of Jackson. And there's never been a better time to buy your favorite Nissan.
3: And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. The best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769 208 8283. Once again, 769 208 8283.
5: Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs
17: This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange. May cotton was up 370 to 134.60. July cotton was up 355 to 130.90. The at the Chicago Board of Trade May soybeans were up three and a half to 1704 and a quarter per bushel. July soybeans were down a half to 1681 and three quarters per bushel. May corn was up one and a half to 749 and three quarters per bushel. July corn was up one and a quarter to 729 and three quarters per bushel. At the Mercantile, June live cattle was up 52 to 137.47. August live cattle was up 37 to 138.07. May feeders up 45 to 166.95. August feeders up 20 to 179.80. And at the open, the Dow Jones up 205 points, 34,913. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network.
0: The
16: farmer's hands deserve a hand. These are the hands that hold the soil, sow the seeds, that build, fix, and mend as they firmly grip the wheel of the entire operation. At BASF, we ensure your hands also hold the rewards of your work with smart farming technology and digital tools like Smart Advantage to help every acre perform at its peak. So at season's end, we can all put our hands together for a farmer's hands. BASF, helping you do the biggest job on earth.
12: Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson (laughs) 97.3. Properly set. All controls before recording. All
4: systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking.
0: Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Try to get a day. My boss says no dice, son you gotta work late Sometimes I wonder what? I'm welcome back do everyone to midday Super talk summertime. Mississippi. We are in Ellisville Mississippi down at Wally Forestry appreciate uh, the good folks at Wally having us here today the Super talk Mississippi RV parked right outside behind me here across from the Ellisville Police Department and we're enjoying the brilliant sunshine a little breezy and a little chilly but i can feel it getting a little warmer as the sun arises in the sky so uh just talking more about this this tax deal that is really front and center here in the state of mississippi and uh with this deadline looming tomorrow uh lots of different uh, ideas and thoughts on that and i know some believe that if senators don't get on board with this full elimination of the income tax they could get as they say down there at the Capitol they could get their picture taken down off the wall that's what they say meaning they will not be reelected to office in the next cycle you know I don't know about that honestly Uh, that I'm kinda 50 50 on the impact of, of that uh, ben from Madison says, uh, by the way, with respect to a special session that, you know, he would be surprised if the governor would call a special session unless the Senate and House agree uh, to something that they could pass. And and I tend to agree as well that would be consistent with the way he handled the medical mar- marijuana situation in, in which he said, I'm not going to call a special session until we got the votes there to pass something that, that I would approve. Whether or not that would be the same standard he would apply with respect to calling a special session to address income taxes and taxes in general in Mississippi, I don't know, honestly. To be consistent, you'd say yes. At this point, it doesn't look like we're going to get anything that uh, they could coalesce around, they being the House and Senate, that the governor would sign. but. We'll see. It could be a situation where because he's so committed and and feels so um, uh, passionate about the elimination of the income tax that he says, look, we're gonna call a special session. You guys are gonna get this done. I need a plan that eliminates the income tax. We have one right now from the House It does it over 18 to 20 years, uh, which I think is effectively not eliminating the income tax. It also has a repealer in it after 6. Automatic repealer, meaning that you would essentially discontinue the further progression of the plan in the in the years, say, 12 to to 14 after the initial enactment of the plan. Uh, just discontinue that, such that you don't really get that done. Of course, future legislatures and governors can turn the whole thing off, can change it. I mean, that's what we elect them for. If uh, if that is what the will of the people might be, that's what they, uh, they have that authority at any point in time. That's the risk, of course, of having something that is extended over a long period of time. You compress that, you, you get a little bit more visibility into uh, um, how that would work and a lot uh, more reliability and assurance that we'd get that done. Uh, that's right, we'll vote them out, says someone on the C text line, on the 601. Uh, so we'll see. There, there's uh, another text that I got here on the ceasefire text line that says Have you noticed that each time they revise the House plan, it increases the tax cuts for higher income individuals and cuts the tax breaks for low income individuals? That's actually not true. And this is another situation. It kind of reminds me of the, of the continuous Democrat refrain in objection to the Trump tax cuts that all oh, the tax cuts went to the wealthy people all the rich. He gave all his rich one percent friends all the tax cuts. No, here's the way it works. In order for you to have a tax cut, you must first pay taxes. And when you got half the people in the country at the federal level not paying any taxes, you can't cut their taxes. What you end up doing is just sending them more money, which is what we have right now in this country. In fact I read an article yesterday, Rhino about why is the IRS one of the reasons the IRS is so far and so behind and so so much lagging and processing of tax returns is because we have essentially if you think about it we have introduced much of the welfare programs if you will in this country into the tax code and so the IRS is essentially administering all of these credits and all of these payments out to uh, Americans through their tax returns. It's child tax credits. It's child care credits. It's Obamacare subsidies. Um, it's the earned income tax credit. It's That's really where all the welfare is in the country now. It's just it's being push through the tax code. That's what we've turned the IRS into. It's just big distributors of all this money out of the helicopters through the tax code. Time for a break here on Middays. in Ellisville, Mississippi at Wally Forestry in the Element Well Studios. The news coming your way. We'll come right back. We've got Dr. Jesse Smith at 1120 from Jones College. Stay with us.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090.
18: Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. President Biden's in Poland meeting with some Ukrainians who fled their country because of the Russian invasion and American troops in the 82nd Airborne.
19: What's at stake is, what's, what are your kids and grandkids gonna look like in terms of their, their their freedom?
18: Earlier, the president announced a plan to send more liquefied natural gas to Europe to reduce dependence on Russia. Five people are charged with illegally trafficking more than 500 guns from Georgia to California.
6: The federal investigation was ignited after authorities figured out a gun used in a Sacramento shooting was traced to Georgia. Some of the guns were sold to people barred from possessing firearms because of prior felony convictions. That's
18: Fox's Gianna Cilosi. Four of those suspects are from California, one's from Atlanta. They were arrested two weeks ago. And it's just been announced that Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas is out of the hospital. He was admitted last week with an infection, according to a court spokesperson. America's listening to Fox News.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Governor Tate Reeves jumped into the stalemate between the House and Senate on the elimination of the state income tax Thursday, offering up his own plan. He told us this morning, nothing is off the table when it comes to getting this done. But what about the possibility of a special session?
15: I take the position typically that Mississippi's been a state now for about 204 years. Uh, if, If we've made it that long without any one particular bill becoming law, we probably can make it one more year. A lot of important bills
14: remain and time
15: is running out. The deadline on Saturday is for revenue bills and appropriation Mm -hmm. bills. The general bill deadline is not until Monday. And to be perfectly honest, sometimes when you're in leadership, you're so focused on the the numbers and the finance side until you get through Saturday, and then then you start looking at those general bills as you move into Monday.
14: For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm.
17: In Mississippi, we look out for one another, because that's the Mississippi way. I'll be honest, not that long ago, I was unsure about getting the COVID-19 vaccine because I had a lot of questions. And after talking to my healthcare provider, I got the answers I needed to make an informed decision about protecting myself and my community. Cause that's the Mississippi way. Got questions? Get informed by visiting the msway.com or talking to one of the physicians with the Mississippi State Medical Association.
6: Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed.
14: Several cities have chosen to opt out of the state's newly created medical marijuana program. Lamar County won't be one of them. The Board of Supervisors voted on the issue this week. So far, city leaders in Brandon, Ridgeland, Gluckstadt, and Pas Christian have voted not to participate in the program. Cities have until May 3rd to opt out with the option to opt back in at any point. If voters don't agree with their decision, they can request a special election by gathering signatures from either 1,500 registered voters or 20% of their respective population, whichever is the least. Officials in Bridgeland are offering a contract to the public library following the withholding of $110,000 in funding last month. The mayor had removed that funding after complaints from citizens in regard to LGBTQ books being on the shelves. The Ridgeland Public Library has until April 8th to either accept or reject the offered contract.
21: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: And now, another hour of the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Begin your
8: transition now.
0: Now on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. Gerard, down at Wally Forestry. We're in Ellisville, Mississippi. Rhino back in the studios on this Friday, y'all. Yeah, man. Coming up at 11 20, Dr. Jesse Smith, the president of Jones College, will join us here on Middays. Looking forward to that. Austin in Waynesboro says being a younger conservative I feel like eliminating the income tax in Mississippi is a great move especially in the context of keeping younger Mississippians here I agree with you Austin I do think it is certainly a, uh, a, uh, a uh, an arrow shall we say to have in the quiver I think there is uh, some value in that however I think we also have to say that having those tools having those those advantages those benefits those attractions those carrots whatever you want to call it those are all great but they are of no value unless they are being effectively marketed it's no different than the private sector you can have fantastic products fantastic services all day long but unless somebody is out marketing those products and services and really getting the um, the word out into the marketplace uh, they they really don't hit their stride they don't produce much and and I think what we've got to do here in the state of Mississippi is not only create this great environment to start a business to expand a business to live and work and worship and raise your family we got to promote that it won't promote itself yeah word does get around somewhat but somebody's really got to do the heavy lifting of marketing and selling and all of us have to do that and that's got to start of course, with our state leaders. And it should extend into our congressional leadership as well. Um, the, the young folks, absolutely. We've said it so many times that, especially those that graduate from our fine universities, they need a place to work, uh, more importantly. The, the Eliminating the income tax is great in terms of getting them to stay and, and uh, keep their their household and their individual costs down. But it's really not of much value if they can't find work. And so, where do they ha- where do they get work? Well, from companies that have jobs to hire them. And and that's why we've got to continue to work to grow our economic base, um, our industrial base across the spectrum of industries, so that we can hire these folks and uh, and give them a place to work and and start their families and and raise their families and. And uh, be good, productive Mississippians. That's absolutely what we want. Rusty says if we're so flush with money, why not completely eliminate it now? Well, that's a good question, Rusty, and, and, and it's real simple because eliminating the income tax in total right now means permanently, forever, right? So it, uh, every single year, um, you've got a recurring situation where you don't have that revenue, but the additional money we have right now that we've collected over the last two years of surplus, well, that's one-time money. So what you're what you're talking about is using one-time money to eliminate something on a recurring basis. You, you would use uh, two years worth of, well, actually it turns out that the two years equals one year of income, slightly more than one year of income tax revenue. So you'd be using three quarters of what we have now uh, to cover um, one year. What about the subsequent years? So that's the, that's really the reason for that. That's why it's got to be done over a period of time. It, it the, the models project and assume that revenues continue uh, to grow, uh, and therefore eliminating the income tax means that we have more revenue uh, than we need to cover our expenses. That's really the the way the model is set up to work. But it's a good question. It's just a situation where you really can't take this one-time excess of money and eliminate something on a recurring basis it's a multiple of that excess of money if you know uh, what we're talking about there i think the lieutenant governor is the holder and he doesn't want to cut taxes it certainly does seem like that is the case and we've asked the lieutenant governor point blank directly if he's in favor of elimination of the income tax and it basically what he said is not now. We interviewed him a few weeks ago. We were down at the trademark uh when he joined us on middays and he's been on Paul's show as well. And I think that's an accurate representation. Rhino you may have a different take on that of of what he has said, that he he didn't really doesn't really want to say yes or no, he just says not right now. Yeah
2: it seems like he wasn't convinced.
1: Yeah, exactly. So Um, Anyhow, Thomas in Greenwood says, One more important note, the governor mentioned, in the time the Republicans have had control, state spending has doubled. So why are we better off with this Republican supermajority? Well, the question there would be, Thomas, do you think state spending should stay the same, like forever? So no uh, uh, accounting for the the increase in services is a result of um, this, the needs of the state and the citizens of the state, no accounting for inflation whatsoever, as well. Should we just keep it permanent? Should we cut? Should we cut teacher pay? It's a question to you, Thomas. Should we cut teacher pay, as opposed to, as opposed to raising teacher pay? Should we cut it? I know what you um, have advocated for is consolidation of the school districts. Though you've yet to provide a plan on that, and and any such plan should include both quantitative features and analysis as well as qualitative analysis. And, and I, I go back to you and say, should we combine all the counties? How about this? Should we cut the pay of all members of the legislature? Or, or even better yet, why don't we just consider all, all uh, members of the legislature and, and uh, those who serve in state government at the highest levels, the governor on down? maybe they should just be paid nothing and just be pure public servants. That would save a lot of money. Should we eliminate PERS in the public pension system? Should we decrease PERS benefits, eliminate the 13th check? Should we eliminate the state um, legislative additional pension as well, the so-called SLURP? Uh, just, just serious questions. It's I, I'm not sure where you're going with that exactly, but the governor did mention this morning that uh, state spending Has uh, doubled, but what's that? What was the time period over that, uh, Thomas? It was a fairly lengthy time period, ten years or so. So, anyhow, that's uh, it's it's serious questions, and it's something I'd like to see debated. Really, should we go through the state budget? We should, with a fine-tooth comb, in my opinion, and look at every single object, every single line item, and determine is this a candidate for Uh, for adjustment? Is it a candidate for a a downward adjustment? Is there a better way to um, is there a better way to operate at the agency level? Is there a better way to operate at the school district level? Absolutely those all should be on the table. They absolutely should be there, but in the short period of time that the legislature is in session, that just doesn't ever seem to get uh, much attention, that I can tell. That there's an appetite for that. The the auditor has done some work on that with respect to the school districts, and in a way to uh, perhaps eliminate, or he has certainly found some duplicative and unnecessary administrative overhead. I absolutely agree with that, and think that should be addressed. But I also think that we've got to we've got to look at any sort of consolidation in a responsible and prudent and methodical matter that does consider the qualitative aspects of any kinds of of adjustments and and consolidations as well Um, now that the teachers got raises will district administration get a raise that from thomas and greenwood that would be a function of the school boards and uh, that run the districts it would be their call you elect school board members in uh, county districts and, of course, the city governments appoint school board members in, uh, in those districts. I believe that's the way that works for the most part. So that, I would say that if you're concerned about that, you should show up at the uh, school board meetings. Uh, and a question for you, Thomas. Do you go to the school board meetings? I know you have a deep interest in schools and consolidation of schools. Have you ever gone to the various school board meetings and just suggested to them, you guys ought to consolidate instead of just sending text here to us on the tax line because that ain't going to move the needle. We should pay state employees more, says Kenny and Wayne County, but they have... Uh, They have to save for their, uh, but they should save for their retirement like I have to. So I'm assuming, Kenny, that are you suggesting that we should eliminate the public employees' retirement system and uh, just get rid of that defined benefit plan as it stands right now and force all state employees into more of a, of a, of a retirement plan that resembles private sector 401k plans, example, which are defined benefit plans, which is, is, excuse me, defined contribution plans, which we have explained on the show as being a plan where you got so much money when you retire and when you spend it all, you're done. Whereas in PERS, that, those benefits continue in, in until you die. He says, yes, okay, fair enough. You you should tell your, your state representatives you want to get rid of PERS and make all state employees go to more defined contribution plans. Defined contribution plans like PERS. We'll be right back with the president of Jones College, Dr. Jesse Smith. Stay with us.
3: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a beautiful day. Sunny skies, high near 69. Tonight, clear skies, low around 44. Your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 69. Saturday evening, clear skies, low around 42. And for your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 75. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
5: You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, the home of Ole Miss Sports. Brought to you in part by All-Britain's Jewelers. Diamonds, watches, specialty gifts, and more. Your family-owned full-service jewelers since 1920. Visit All-Britain's Jewelry in their new location on Old Canton Road behind Highland
13: Village. Morgan Stone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997.
22: They have everything for interior and exterior projects.
23: We have all kinds of stuff.
22: Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits flagstone fieldstone bluestone cobblestone chopstone
23: that's right zeta
22: i'm zoe morgan we're rock solid since 1997 statewide delivery the largest stone yard in mississippi come see us at morgan stone in brandon morganstone.com
3: selling your vehicle we'll buy it need to put it on our lot we'll consign it
6: Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk, Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's Handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till
17: noon.
10: Hi, this is Mark Shapley of MM Shapley Steakhouse.
16: A special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6-09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: The talk that keeps Mississippi talking.
15: Rolling.
5: Hit it. Go play it.
0: Middays with Gerard Gibbert. On Super Talk, Mississippi.
1: Welcome back to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are in the heart of Jones County at Ellisville, Mississippi. We are at Wally Forestry on this uh, beautiful spring day. The sun is getting a little higher out here, the wind is uh, swirling around a bit, but we're in good shape. Uh safe and sound here under the Super Talk Tent with the Super Talk RB in the background. Joining us now from the Element Well Studios in Ellisville, Dr. Jesse Smith. He's the president of Jones College. Dr. Smith, thanks for coming on today, sir. You bet. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And welcome to Jones County. Yeah, glad to be here. Uh uh. Got to say again, just always enjoy uh, the ride uh, around rural Mississippi in particular between here and central Mississippi. It's uh, We're just blessed with a beautiful state it here, is. beautiful landscape, and it is uh, in all of its splendor when you have a brilliant sunny day in the spring here like we do today with some storms moving through earlier in the week. But as is usually the case when the cold front moves through, behind that is, is uh, nice uh, weather. So we got that on top of us. But thanks for coming on Middays, Dr. Yeah, Smith. Thank Thank you. Uh, you know, it is a beautiful county, a beautiful part
24: of the world, because we've done such a good job of re- managing our natural resources, thanks to our folks from Wally Forest for allowing us to be on. No question. Mr. Wally taught at the college for many, many years, and <laughs> yeah. I, I, he educated me in the process, and he was okay. one of our vice presidents for a long time. So we're very thankful to be a part of the day.
1: Well it's a great Mississippi story, there's no doubt, and, and such uh, a valuable service and and uh, quite the niche business really yeah. is what yeah. it is. Great natural resource. Yeah. yeah, we we are blessed indeed. So tell us what's going on uh, in your world at, the, at uh, Jones College. I know it's a, a fantastic institution and it's something that uh, you have done a great job in leading and lots of good stuff. Right,
24: on. right. Well the college has been around for a long time. But I would tell you this: that if you don't want a great education, then Jones is not the place for you. <laughs> so it is a fantastic place, an yeah. outstanding faculty, and you know it's part of a 15-member community college system. Yeah. And uh, the thing that I tell people is is that uh, for every Uh, credit hour that a student earns. They're adding so much to their future income that it adds up. So walking away and not coming to college, coming to Jones or any of the other colleges is like leaving a million dollar check right there on the table by not coming to college because you're making your way. So the college has been around. We had great success in a multitude of areas. For instance, we've, uh, we, we're a comprehensive college, but I want to say this one thing, everything that we do is workforce training, everything. Every class, everything we do, everything is about workforce training. And then we do, uh, we have uh, anywhere between 5,000 and 4,000 credit students, and we may have 8,000 non-credit students that are training directly to go to the workforce. We have the comprehensive programs that we see from accounting to zoology and everything in in between, and we have fantastic faculty as part of it. you know, we do a pretty good job at some other things, like athletics. We got one of the winningest programs in the country. We've got uh, first-round drafters in the NFL. We just got back from the Final Four from women's basketball. We've had national championships. We have a full array of um, uh, arts programs, etc. But very innovative programs that are coming up. And so I'm a graduate of there, bleed uh, maroon and gold. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure my mom and uh, Jennifer's mom, my wife Jennifer's mom, are
1: listening. So I'm going to behave. <laughs> I got it. So the the community college system here in the state, Dr. Smith, is is really quite the asset and somewhat unique. It is. Amongst the, the United States. It is the oldest system in the country.
24: And it has been ranked the top system in the country mm-hmm. several times. And I I'll, would I'll, I'll say that there's no better way to do any kind of change through education better than through the community college system because we're everywhere, every county, and every family.
1: Give us a little bit about the background of how the community college system started All in right. Mississippi. Sure, it started out originally as, uh, you know, Mississippi started an agricultural
24: high school system. And then in the, in the 20s, the legislature said, well, if you're have agricultural high school, you, we might want to start considering offering classes, college classes. Yeah. And so we regrouped, and next thing you know, that took off, and that was the footprint for our early education. We're getting folks into college was through the the junior college. It was called the junior college system at the time. Uh, Pearl River came on first in 1927. Jones came on 27. Hines came on 27, and then we added where we are today. We have a full comprehensive array in in uh, every footprint in the state of Mississippi with the 15 colleges we have.
1: Really is incredible. Now, I want to say at one time, correct me if I'm wrong here, that uh, a prospective student, a resident of Mississippi, was required if they want to go to community college, a junior college, to to the one that covered their district. That's not the case No, you can go anywhere.
24: Of course, the state of Mississippi, students can go anywhere they want to. But this is the thing I would say that's most important and for Mississippians who are concerned about the growth of Mississippi. You know, folks that go through the community college and earn the Associate of Applied Science degree, 97% of those students stayed in the state oh, of Mississippi. Oh, really? Wow. That's yeah, good to stay, here. They good they to stay here, and we we're part of Mississippi.
1: Well, I want to go back to something you said earlier, which is uh, all of your curriculum and and, and really um, uh, everything about the way you operate uh, the institution is geared towards workforce development. It's the number one thing we hear no from employers, that they all say that. And though we've been talking a lot about uh, taxes on the program today and in prior programs, the fact is that doesn't come up a lot. From prospective employers or businesses looking to locate in the state. What does come up is do you have the labor that we can hire? To, to staff the organizations to function, to operate. No question. And that's, that's we, we hear that as well,
24: and we are very attentive to the folks that we work with in our business and industry. It's so much so that that's why we started some new programs. Uh, for instance, we've got construction equipment technology that's coming on board okay. this fall. We've got an entrepreneurship technology program. Diesel equipment technology, I don't know if you've ever, you know, it's very hard for folks to find folks in that. CDL, we, got, we, we pretty a lot of those but a new one that's very popular is utility linemen and electrical linemen Hmm. you know okay so those are all new programs and very adaptive that we're trying to add and be part of the program and much
1: in demand huge. most of the students are uh, have jobs before they finish yeah Uh, very much in demand and uh, and the the thing about it is they're really in a lot of places for people to go to learn these skills to acquire these skills to be ready to go to work and i'm glad you brought that up we created a
24: a program called for anyone anywhere in the united states online workforce college so even if you wanted to learn (laughs) something between accounting and zoology you could go right there a la carte and you could learn about it if you wanted to learn how to do a little bit of robotics, a little bit of hydraulics, or anything of that. Or even, if you wanted to learn a bit about computer programming, you can go to our online (laughs) workforce college, and there's a course in there it's competency-based, you can get it. And when you finish, you get a a credential, which is, um, it's a uh, digital credential and it follows you from now on. It's unique. It's kind of like an NFT,
1: Okay, you know, so it's pretty cool. That That is amazing. And uh, I, I've talked about this before. I think it's MIT that a couple of years ago actually went to issuance of uh, degrees through the blockchain, right? Through the but, blockchain, uh, yeah. absolutely. If you want to learn about blockchain, we've got a course on blockchain. That's awesome. That's awesome. Absolutely. Don't you see, Doctor Smith, this this kind of evolution in this in this transition away? From the traditional linear degree and mm. more towards these more specialized skills certifications, Absolutely. isn't that happening? Right. One of the things that we're seeing,
24: we know that the future is is in, in professional education specifically. You got you, everything you got to learn, no matter what your degree, you've got to be able to do something. Be able to be certified in a skill set that's the pathway yeah so if you can ensure whatever it is you've got a skill set it will work and that is the future Uh one of the mo- more innovative things is that you know in in the past you've heard people say well, I you know you do not you don't need to be a vocational or a technical career and technical program because you can't get a BS degree or if you wanted to go on to college well that's changed Mississippi State University now accepts the Associate of Applied Science. They will take it, and some of the other universities are taking it. They're very innovative. So the pathway to the future now is limitless. If you want to be successful, just start at a community college. Prefer- preferably jones college but uh, but anywhere any of our sister institutions you walk in the door you you're going to have a pathway to success they'll find a way you no know, if you got a if you don't <laughs> if you're in the negative
1: on your assets or if you're very wealthy there's a place to be <laughs> that is awesome, and we should also point out. It seems that more and more employers are more interested in these specialized skills no and, and these specialized certifications and uh, accreditations than they than they are necessarily the traditional.
24: Right, leader. we're moving Absolutely. in that direction. There's Absolutely. no doubt. About we do that. specific training, but the future is is we've got to connect with our industries. We yeah. got to train specifically. We've got to work
1: that out. We do that very well. Sounds great. Dr. Smith, thanks for uh, so much for joining us here today in uh, your home county. Well, thank Jones- you so much for being here. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yes, if sir. you leave, here, leave hungry out of Jones County, it's your <laughs> own fault. I got you. Uh, good to have you on. Good to have you. Good yes, dear. sir. Thank you. Middays, will come right back from the Element Well Studios. We're at Wally Forestry in Ellisville, Mississippi. Stay with us. Don't
23: chip. you don't want to see me cry.
6: Save the date, April 23rd, 2022, and let's ride in Greenwood, Mississippi. Ride begins and ends at the Greenwood LaFleur Airport and winds through the beautiful hills of Carroll County. During the Greenwood Gravel Grind, take the challenge 50K or 100K. Two routes, three rest stops, gravel hills, sag support, post ride party. April 23rd in Greenwood, sign up now at greenwoodgravelgrind.com. Brought to you by the Greenwood LaFleur Chamber,
16: Indian Cycle, visit MS.com, Greenwood CVB, and Pepsi.
13: The new degree of comfort
14: i'm kelly bennett and you're listening to Super Talk mississippi news governor tate reeves jumped into the stalemate between the house and senate on the elimination of the state income tax thursday offering up his own plan he told us this morning nothing is off the table when it comes to getting this done but what about the possibility of a special session
15: I take the position typically that Mississippi's been a state now for about 204 years. Uh, if, If we've made it that long without any one particular bill becoming law, we probably can make it one more year. A lot of important bills remain and time is running out. The deadline on Saturday is for revenue bills and appropriation mm-hmm. bills. The general bill deadline is not until Monday. And to be perfectly honest, sometimes when you're in leadership, you're so focused on the, the numbers and the finance side until you get I through understand. Saturday and then and then you start looking at those general bills as we you move it. into Monday.
14: For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at Supertalk.fm.
9: Prime Shrimp is a proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to PrimeShrimp.com to get pre-season, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to your door.
20: Nobody covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk. Super Talk Mississippi
0: News is your source for all things Mississippi. Stay here and hear the stories that matter. Super Talk Mississippi News. Online at supertalk.fm. He doesn't accept the narrative, he questions it. We're just getting to the bottom of this. Gallo. Every single morning from 6 till 9. Super Talk Mississippi. No other news team covers the Magnolia State, like Supertalk Mississippi News, on air with reports every hour, and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm. Okay, is everybody ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Supertalk Mississippi. Mississippi.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are coming at you live. We are at Wally Forestry, Ellisville, Mississippi, in the heart of Jones County. Beautiful spring day for us. Don't forget, go to myelementwealth.com or call 601 957 6006 to let Element Wealth help you find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees. On the C Spire Text Line, I was taught at the Florida junior college system and oh I'm sorry I was taught the Florida junior college system is modeled after the Mississippi junior college system we should be proud of our system is there a distinction between workforce training and career tech training Bob appreciate that Bob I, I totally agree with you uh, first off that we should be very proud of the junior colleges the community college system here in the state of Mississippi I uh, had the privilege and honor of working with uh, virtually every uh, well I did every every college in in building out their uh, initial uh, networks and and the in the continuation of uh, helping with their i.t needs and and really was, was a privilege and, and got first-hand look at just how fantastic these institutions are uh, they've got great leadership great faculty and great students uh great academics great sports programs we are indeed Uh, Blessed in that respect here in the state of Mississippi. I don't really think there's a distinction between workforce training and career tech training. The career tech education as it is called CTE uh, does have some uh, kind of a specific curriculum and set of uh, classes and um, and just subject matter workforce training really is more of a generic term just preparing uh, workers and and prospective workers for uh, various roles in in the private sector and what we've seen a lot of effort on that front in the last few years is employers and educators have come together to, to develop these programs and to make sure that uh, that our educational institutions are in fact producing the workers that are needed by the private sector it does no good uh, to send folks to school and spend a lot of money doing so educating them if they um, simply acquire skills that really aren't uh, being demanded out in the private sector we, we can't really get uh, we, we can't get them hired that doesn't do any good we want them to go to school and and come out with um, the skills and and um, mastery of the subject matter content that positions them well for, for jobs. This has been a problem in higher ed for quite some time where uh, it, we've just got these kind of monoliths and behemoths that, that uh, tend to thrive on the, these curriculums that really don't produce any usable content, usable skills. It just doesn't do any good. This, is, this has been a complaint uh, that we've heard from a, a lot of Americans for quite some time. And they end up, these kids, with this enormous debt, and that they can't get any work to pay for, which just is crazy. So um, ICC is the 24th in the nation among, that would be Itawamba Community College, um, 24th in the nation among junior colleges in the nation. We have the best facilities in the state, hand down. CTE and Workforce Development Workforce are two totally different things. Appreciate that, Uh, no question that ICC, as well as all the other community colleges, are, are fantastic institutions that we should be proud of in, in the state of uh, Mississippi. Jason, I've got half a dozen certificates from community college and a bunch more from army distance uh, programs. Otherwise, I'd have no education at all. I never had to take time to take all the non-associated arts classes that traditional education forces you to take. While I was serving, I'm grateful for community colleges. I appreciate that and totally agree with you as well, uh, Jason. So, uh, something else that came up. Yes, Ben from Madison. He says that uh, if other surrounding states move to counter Mississippi's teacher pay raise, should you expect our legislature to further increase teacher pay raise down the road? I, I will certainly say this, Ben, that it, I think it would be remiss amongst uh, members of our legislature and in our state government to think that hey, we can we can pass this this round of teacher pay raises or any pay raises or any any uh, expense increases. As it relates to inflation, that inflation is real, it's a big thing. I don't think it's going away, and, and that we should be cognizant of that and the possibility and the potential need to come back to the table at some point in the not so distant future where we've got to address that again. If you think about the teacher pay raises just enacted, honestly, uh, relative to the, the trend of inflation. It it barely uh, those barely cover uh, what's happened with respect to inflation. Those those barely keep up with inflation. Uh, Jerome Powell, Fed chairman, a couple of days ago, actually said he foresees that that the inflation. Um, significant inflation that we're experiencing right now is going to continue for another three years. Historically, we've always had to raise the Fed funds rate, the benchmark interest rate, at least to the level of inflation to curb inflation. What we did a couple of weeks ago, the Fed, is they raised uh, the Fed funds rate from 0.25 to 0.50, a 0.25 increase. That's peanuts and really isn't going to have any effect on inflation and no Uh, a clear-eyed economist thinks that if we were to do what has been done historically to moderate inflation which is raise the fed funds rate raise the benchmark interest rate to the level of the CPI that means we're looking at at 9 to 10 percent interest rates that means 12 13 percent mortgage rates uh, perhaps even higher for chattel mortgages such as a um, a loan to purchase a vehicle it means higher credit card rates I point all this out in the context of what does that mean uh, to operating the state's budget because that could in fact have a significant impact on both revenue and spending especially as if it's typically the case when you raise rates at a, at a high clip you end up um, triggering a recession a recession means Typically, a recession means that employers and companies start to shed employees. We haven't seen that yet, no indication of that yet, and all the employment numbers this week have been positive. But that's also with a .50 Fed funds rate. We get the Fed funds rate up there to 6-7%. Generally what that means is a a significant pullback on demand, that means people aren't buying as much stuff, that means uh, that companies don't need to produce as much, that means they don't need as many people, that means they don't produce as much profit, that means they don't therefore generate... Um, as much income taxes both at the federal and the state level these are significant economic headwinds that we need to be aware of and it's really crazy to think that we've got a president and democrat leadership who refuse to accept it when you just fabricate money print it out of thin air, drop it out of helicopters the way we have the last couple of years, that that's not inflationary that that's not going to create inflation no it's corporate greed that's what's causing that those dirty mean dastardly corporations they just keep raising prices well you know what they keep raising prices and people stop buying stuff they'll pull back that's the free market at work they just don't understand and acknowledge that and so why are people continuing to deal with inflation because they got more money because the government sent them more money is typically uh, is usually what uh, is the case and that's what happened here it's exactly what happened here we we've just dropped money out of helicopters people go to the stores and spend it uh, the folks that are selling stuff say okay well i can't get as much as you're demanding and and that causes the price to go up just simple econ 101 uh, supply and demand um gerard i took oral penmanship 101 and 102 and beanbag dropping 201. Should I consider myself running for vice president or maybe take some more advanced classes? It's incredible to think that we have such incompetence, honestly, uh, especially with respect to economic principles and economic concepts running right this country. It's really kind of uh, kind of scary when you think about it. Mississippi was the first state to have community colleges. I didn't know that. Were you aware of that, Rhino? on the ceasefire tax line.
2: I want to say I'd heard that before.
1: Could be. And I want to say it started as like 13th grade or something to that effect. It's kind of the evolution of um, uh, of where that came from. But we again, there's no question we should be proud of uh, the community college uh, system here in the state of Mississippi. It is top-notch and I would submit the best in the country. And and uh, it, it really produce great graduates as well. Uh, On the C Spire text line, Louis from the 662, until the recent pay hike, PERS retirement would have been the only incentive to keep good teachers in Mississippi. PERS needs to be structured, not restructured, excuse me, not eliminated. That's absolutely true, Louis, that uh, part of the offset, if you will, to um, lower wages in government relative to private sector wages that government offered a, uh, a very attract- very attractive benefit package, which included, Uh, PERS retirement, every state in the United States have some form of public sector retirement plan, which is more lucrative than that which you could get in the private sector. they are defined benefit plans, like we've discussed, not defined contribution plans. The money never runs out in a defined benefit plan. We'll take a break right here on Middays. We're in Ellisville, Mississippi at Wally Forestry. When we come back, Danielle Ashley, Chief Administrative Officer for the Jones County Board of Supervisors. Stay with us. (laughs)
16: John and Rachel Ravenstein. If you're getting married soon, I want to personally invite you to Juncker
15: Jewelry's annual wedding ring festival.
14: It's eight big days, March 25th through Saturday, April
16: 2nd. Come shop the state's largest selection of diamond engagement rings and ultimate
14: wedding bands by our top designers. They'll be in our store with the latest wedding ring designs for the bride and the groom, plus
16: our popular stackable bands and diamond bands that will fit up against any
14: engagement ring. Buy your wedding rings this weekend at Juniker Jewelry's Wedding Ring Festival and enjoy free engraving inside your rings and free layaway until your wedding with no finance charges. Plus,
15: enjoy 12 months no interest financing for qualified buyers.
14: This is the Weekend Made for Love, Juniker Jewelry Company's annual wedding ring festival. So bring your honey
16: and your money. It's two big weekends, March 25th through Saturday, April 2nd.
4: Now is the time to buy your wedding rings. Juniker Jewelry Company, 1485 Highland Colony Parkway in Madison and JuniperJewelry.com, Mississippi's direct diamond importer
3: hey this is bob and if you're like me you like dealing with local people majestic metals was founded in mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in gluckstadt for complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding call the hometown folks majestic metals 800-647-8540 or online at majesticmetalsinc.com
6: spillway diner would like to salute all healthcare and first responders for putting your life on the line to help so many you are the true heroes thank you from Curtis and staff at Spillway Diner.
5: Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi, a statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at com slash benefits. This
17: is the Midday Agri-Market Report. EPA Agriculture Advisor Rod Snyder told ethanol producers and farmers in Nebraska on Thursday that the agency is working to restore year-round E15 sales. With the start of the summer driving season fast approaching and year-round E15 sales no longer an option, Snyder, who is the big ag advisor to the EPA Administrator Michael Reagan, A keynote speaker at Nebraska's Ethanol Board's Emerging Issues Forum yesterday told an audience of ethanol producers and farmers the agency was keenly aware the summer driving season starts on June the 1st. Because of the ruling from the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit last year, year year-round E15 sales in all areas of the country ended. It is the court ruling the agency's action completed during the Trump administration was unlawful. Snyder said the EPA is working with several states looking at how the law could be used to restore year-round sales, at least for 2022. I'm Dixon Williams, this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri-News Network.
6: Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all. Costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact
0: the
15: Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us.
8: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbett. Come
19: on, let's get on with the show!
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Everyone to midday Super Talk Mississippi on this Friday, y'all. We are in Ellisville, Mississippi at Wally Forestry. We've got joining us now Danielle Ashley, Chief Administrative Officer for the Jones County Board of Supervisors. Good to see you again, uh, Danielle. I think the last time we visited, we were and laurel had the big world series event yep. going on that's there. right thanks yeah. for having me a yeah, yeah, be uh, beautiful day here in jones county that's and right. i gotta tell you from from uh driving down uh, observing the traffic and then at our point right here and watching all the traffic I'd say a lot's going on in Jones County. That's
22: right. We have a lot of people here.
1: <laughs> <That laughs> We're awesome. a
22: little bit of population, but I saw yeah, so that. that's good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, uh, give us an update from the supervisors. How are things going?
22: Oh, going well. Very busy. The weather's getting better, so that means the supervisors are working a lot on the roads. Yeah. As you know, that's one of their main responsibilities yes. and so I have a few things I wanted to mention. Um, BEAT 1 is working on several roads. They're micro-ceiling and striping, so be aware that that's going on. Uh, BEAT 5 has paved some roads in uh, the city of Laurel, uh, South 14th Avenue. They're going to work with the city of Laurel for South 8th Avenue, and also have plans to pave a parking lot for the historic Roosevelt Center in Ellisville, so that's not too far from where we are. Uh, BEAT 4, which is the south part of the county, they've worked on Old Progress Road and also working on a bridge on Stewart Drive, replaced all the pilings on that bridge and uh, finished a project on Derry Road. So they've been real busy. BEAT 2 is the same way and BEAT 3. We received uh, about $6 million, which is half of our allocation from the American Rescue Plan. The supervisors voted to put that money in their road funds as much as they can. There's yeah. a certain amount that they can put for any government purpose. So they voted to, to put that in the road funds, which would be a great thing. Because uh, they need all that they can get.
1: Uh, let me interrupt you there. Uh, ask this question. So we're we're talking about the money that came from the American Rescue Plan directly to the county. That's right? correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's
22: different from the cities. The right. cities are relying on the state, but but we received our money directly from the federal government.
1: Yeah. So uh, and, and just to clarify that, we had a big chunk of money, 1.8 billion to be exact, that went to the state. Right. That is what everybody is on the edge of their seats about That's at right. this point to to get that allocated out uh, but there was also a chunk of money that went uh, across the country uh, to individual counties and cities that had some restrictions on it as well right right?
22: yeah it had a lot of restrictions when it first when we first received the money actually and we were pretty uh, prudent with that we didn't do anything with it for a while because we were hoping that the restrictions would be changed and they were so it allowed a, the final rule was issued, and it allows us to use up to ten million dollars for any government purpose. Okay. So once that um, once that was issued, we the supervisors voted to put as much as they could in their road funds.
1: Okay. So uh, I got to ask you now. I've seen some reports of some crazy use of this money in other parts of the Uh country—golf courses and all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, you don't have that going on here in Jones County, do you?
22: Definitely not. (laughs) 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 The supervisors would not hear of that. You know, they—a lot of people don't realize we have the second most road miles of any county in the state. We're just a very rural county. Uh, A lot of people live outside of the city limits, and uh, that means that. There's a lot of uh, road traffic. And also, you think about how many industries are here, from the uh, poultry industry to the logging industry. That puts a lot of stress on the roads, which means that puts more stress on yeah. on the supervisors for the county roads as well as MDOT for the state roads. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it's a lot. I mean, and that's a great thing. We're proud to have those industries, but the reality is, it, it puts stress on the
14: roads.
1: Yeah, how's the economy doing? Are revenues looking good uh, for the county? You, you yeah. of course, get uh, most of your. Uh, funding comes from uh, ad valorem taxes, right? Right, yeah.
22: right. Yeah, we're we're very blessed and certainly the federal money that we've received uh, that doesn't hurt either that we've been able to put that money to good use, you know. So yeah, it's good.
1: Has there been uh, consensus for the most part on the part of the the Board of Supervisors on how to spend that money?
22: Yeah, they, they all have different needs, but they all need the money for infrastructure. It's really important to them, and, you know, there's always uh, something that they can use the money for. And the board is responsible for so much for the uh Pu- maintaining the public facilities, everything from, you know, we have a courthouse here in Ellisville and Laurel. We have a, several community centers. We jointly fund the emergency management for the city and the county, the cities and the county. So there's always something that the money can be used for.
1: Yeah. But yeah. uh, it wasn't a situation where there was like extensive debate and, and no. just conflict on how to spend no, that money. Okay, let's It's good, no, that's good no. to hear. So.
22: One thing I want yeah. to mention yeah. household hazardous cleanup days coming up on April 9th, and you can pretty much bring anything. So I want to make sure that everybody knows they can um, come out. It's at the Laurel Fairgrounds from 8 to 12.
1: Appreciate that. Thanks yeah. for uh, telling us about that. Yeah, Danielle, absolutely. good to see you again. Good to appreciate see you, as you coming well. on the program. Thank you. We'll take a break right here on middays. We've got Super Talk News, Fox News coming your way. We're in the Yellow But Well studios at Wally Forestry in Ellisville, Mississippi. And after the news break, Erin Kate Good, Executive Director of the Center for Pregnancy Choices. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Summertime.
0: Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com.
18: Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. President Biden in Poland has gotten a briefing on a humanitarian effort to help people who have escaped the war in Ukraine. He also took pictures and ate pizza with members of the U.S. 82nd Airborne Division.
19: The rest of the world looks at you and sees who you are. They see you are a multi ethnic group of Americans that are, in fact, together and united in one resolve to defend your country and to help those who need help. That's why you're here.
18: United Nations says more than 2 million Ukrainian refugees are in Poland. There's a tentative agreement to end a teacher strike.
12: School teachers in Minneapolis have spent more than
15: the past two weeks not working, protesting pay rates and class sizes. School officials had been saying the district just didn't have the money in the budget for the teacher's demands.
18: Fox's Evan Brown, a 14-year-old boy has died after falling from an amusement park ride in Orlando, Florida. It's billed as the world's tallest freestanding drop tower. America's listening to Fox News.
16: As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today.
6: Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon.
3: 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at Barone'sTreePros.com. That's Barone'sTreePros.com.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. He stopped short of saying he'll call a special session, but Governor Tate Reeves is vowing that lawmakers will eliminate the income tax.
15: There's this argument out there that property taxes would go up if we cut the income tax. That's foolish because the state of Mississippi doesn't collect property taxes. The local governments, the cities and the counties collect property taxes. And what we're talking about is taking excess revenue in the state and returning it to the taxpayers. Municipals, the cities will actually do better because their residents will have more money in their pockets. And guess what they're going to do with it? They're going to go out and they're going to spend it. And when they, uh, when they become consumers and they go in the grocery store and they go into other places and spend it, well then that generates more sales. Taxes.
14: Legislators will continue debate on this issue and other key bills through the weekend.
2: It's
7: time to take a road trip down to the coast for CPR Fest 20 outside on the grounds of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum Saturday, April 2nd. Starring Mississippi's own three doors down live. Plus bad flower. Non-point. Court Society. And special guest Giovanni and the Hired Guns.
14: Agriculture is Mississippi's largest industry, employing over 17% of the state's workforce. With fertilizer prices up more than 30% from the start of the year and gas prices at record levels, Ag Commissioner Andy Gibson
2: expressed concerns. And our farmers are having to absorb those costs as part of planting the crops that are going in right now. And now uh, the the, the uh, actual uh, price of uh, just operating a farm is going up on top of the fact that consumers are going to feel the
14: added food Food prices. And they are. Inflation skyrocketed to a four-decade high of 7.9% in February, and Russia's invasion of Ukraine is also having an impact.
2: Ukraine uh, provides about 30% of the global wheat there uh, uh, in in that region, and uh, about 20% of corn.
14: Food prices increased 7.9% over the past year. That's the biggest jump since July of 1981.
7: It's time to take a road trip down to the coast for CPR Fest 20. Outside on the grounds so of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum, Saturday, April 2nd. Starring Mississippi's own Three Doors Down, live. My, 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 my three Doors Down, with Cedar. Plus Bad Flower. Saturday, April 2nd, outside of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi. Hey, it's
12: Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, and now. the talk that keeps Mississippi
0: talking. That's what I like listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. We are live at Wally Forestry in Ellisville, Mississippi, in the heart of the free state of Jones County, in the Element Well studios on this Friday, y'all. Joining us now, Aaron Kate Good, Executive Director of the Center for Pregnancy Choices. Aaron, how's it going?
8: hey doing just fine it's going well glad to see you're in my home county i'm a jones county
1: <laughs> that's native right. So. that's right uh, i'm glad you reminded me of that i knew you were from the county and i uh, appreciate you pointing that out so we wanted to have you on the program today to talk about a particular legislative measure hb 1685 But start, if you would, Aaron, by just giving a a brief overview of the Center for Pregnancy Choices, what you guys' mission is, and, and what you got going on.
8: Sure, Um, the CPC is um, the connection point in our community from the resources and the support of the pro-life community individuals and churches and um, other organizations that support women and the women in our community who are actually considering abortion who are at risk for abortion. Um, Every week in Jackson there's over 61 abortions performed and at the CPC we're able to reach out to women so that they um, have the hope and the help that they need so that they don't go there. We want to eliminate the need for abortion in Mississippi.
1: Gotcha. Appreciate that. Alright, so tell us about HB 1685. This uh, this bill actually deals with tax credits. Tell us what you're looking to get done here.
8: Sure. Um, we know that the Supreme Court is going to make a major ruling this summer with the Dobbs case and um, we see that the whole country is looking at preg- at the states to see what support is available for women um, who are facing unplanned pregnancies. If we restrict access and limit access to abortion, there's going to have to be support available for those women if they can't get abortions. And um, pregnancy centers across the state are that support. We are providing that support already, but we're gonna need more resources than ever. So this Pregnancy Resource Act is um, a $3.5 million tax credit just for businesses who support pregnancy centers. So it's an incentive for them to, to provide extra support to keep us sustainable for the long term.
1: I got you and 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 let's clarify this would be a tax credit which is a dollar for dollar offset of a person's tax liability and taxes that they would pay to the state as opposed to a tax deduction which just reduces your income uh, for purposes of computing tax so this is a a tax credit of course uh, is much more valuable than just a tax deduction that's right yeah just want to make sure we get that uh, pointed out so um, what, what does it look like in the legislature as, as far as they're, um, uh, they're, they're looking favorably upon this legislation I should say what what are you hearing
8: we're happy to see that um, Lieutenant Governor Hoseman and Speaker Gunn are working well together on this to get this this bill passed um, it's going to conference our goal is to get it out of conference and um, passed by tomorrow um, that's the deadline, I believe, So, right,
9: right. Um,
8: but everybody's working well on it. I think everybody sees how critical this is right now for our state to have support for women and this bill is going to make, um, make game-changing gifts for pregnancy centers um, and a lot of incentive for businesses to support like they've never been able to before. So.
1: Okay, and so we should be clear now, this would be a credit available to uh, business taxpayers, not individual taxpayers. Is that correct?
8: That's right. Um, this is just for businesses. We already have an individual credit um, through the Children's Promise Act. Um, that's okay. an $800 limit per couple. That's different. This is just for businesses. Okay.
1: Okay, great. Appreciate that. I, I wasn't sure if, if uh, you guys had that as well. I, I know I'd, uh, I'm i aware of a couple of other organizations that also have special carve out credits like that. Uh, charitable organizations and not for profit organizations as well. So uh, wh- have you heard anything from, or have you talked at all I guess I should say, to uh, the business community, to the private sector? Have, have they given you uh, any kind of input or, or sense of uh, their support for this
8: yes um actually we have a lot of businesses that are really helping us um to support this because they do see the impact that it can make um who we have donors who are businesses already but they can make larger gifts and they can encourage more people to give when there's this this incentive um it does Free up a lot of dollars for us, and okay. so all of the business owners that I've talked to are very favorable, very supportive.
1: Okay. What about um, similar organizations with similar programs in other states? Does does do those exist as well?
8: The tax credit in other states. Yeah.
1: Just is that what you're do, asking? yeah, yeah. In general, yes.
8: I don't know that another state is doing anything exactly like this just for pregnancy centers. Um, the Children's Promise Act that we have with the foster care and the health care is, is in other states. This one that is specifically for pregnancy centers, I believe this is new for our state, which is great. It's another way for our state to be innovative and in leading the way and in supporting women and children.
1: Okay. All right. So. This sounds like uh, a really good deal. I, I can't imagine why, but it sounds like we do have support uh, from uh, House and Senate leadership, and I think this is something the governor obviously would sign on to as well. So it, it, at this point, uh, it appears this is going to become law. Is that kind of the way you're seeing it?
8: We're hopeful. We're hopeful to see it uh, cross the finish line and to be able to celebrate um, this innovative, innovative thing that Mississippi is doing to support life.
1: And I assume, uh, Aaron, once that uh, would be put in place, you guys would uh, mount a campaign to uh, solicit businesses to, to contribute and to take advantage of the credit
8: that's right one great thing about this i didn't mention is that all the pregnancy centers in the state of mississippi there's 37 um would would qualify already because we qualify for the choose life tag so there we're already okay. very thoroughly vetted by that program so um as soon as this thing uh this bill passes and is enacted we will start asking our business community to support and we're excited to see um, what and what more pregnancy centers are going to be able to do with dollars how many more women will we be able to serve
1: Aaron, how do you see this tying in if at all with this upcoming uh, Case that will be before the Supreme Court the known as the Dobbs case originated here in the state of Mississippi Filed by our Attorney General's office. How do these t- two uh, situations connect?
8: Well, this is our our proof that our state is prepared to take care of women who do um, have unplanned pregnancy. Unplanned pregnancies aren't going away if Roe versus Wade is overturned. That's always going to be an issue, and we have right. to have women. We have to have support for women. And this is the public and the private sector coming together to solve this problem. And so it it's so, very much is sending a signal to the nation that we're we're prepared.
1: Absolutely. So it, it's um, I think it's fair to say that uh, having this uh, I'm just going to say this this box checked, if you will, uh, that, that we have that we have this way to a- accommodate these situations strengthens uh, the case. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I just want to see get your take on that. Is that would you agree with that? I, I, I certainly believe the attorney general would agree with this
8: yes for sure um, there is support available for women who are facing unplanned pregnancies it is in the its pregnancy centers where the connection to all of that the resources and support so this just backs it up this just shows that the state is aware that the state is helping sh- um, shed light on pregnancy resource centers that's to me the most important thing is that we're getting um, Out in in our community, the businesses are are seeing how they can support women in a very practical way. Um, So I definitely think it goes hand in hand.
1: Yeah, because pro-choice and and uh, pro-abortion... uh, proponents, it, it seems like that's always a refrain you hear from them. Well, uh, the the mother really doesn't have the w- the means or the way to accommodate and and care for a child, and and, and you pro-life people aren't really coming uh, to their aid to help, uh, and then that's why we got to keep this thing going, uh, and th- this addresses that.
8: That's right, and pregnancy centers are are already doing that. We. We help women well beyond the pregnancy decision already. And we partner with um, churches and other organizations to make sure that those women are cared for, you know, beyond that decision. And the babies are cared for. We want healthy pregnancies, healthy mothers, healthy children.
1: Makes makes total sense. Erin, thanks for coming on. Let's get this thing done. And thanks for all the work you guys do. Thank you. Appreciate it. Aaron Kate Good, Executive Director, Center for Pregnancy Choices, has been our guest here on Middays. When we come back, we've got uh, Lynn Buchholz, the mayor of Ellisville, Mississippi. That'll be from the Element Well Studios at Wally Forestry in the heart of Jones County. Stay with us.
3: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a beautiful day, sunny skies, high near 69. Tonight, clear skies, low around 44. Your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 69. Saturday evening, clear skies, low around 42. And for your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 75. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871.
16: March into spring with a new Mazda from Mazda of Jackson. Right now, get 0.9% financing on every 2022 Mazda in stock. That's right, 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get 750 finance cash and 0.9% APR on Mazda CX-9s. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at MazdaofJackson.com. It's our mission to give you great deals while treating you like family every single day. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year $250,000 powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our incredible credit team will work hard to get you approved. 100% credit approval is always our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll buy it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. Don't overpay for your next new Mazda. Get to Mazda of Jackson today and march in the spring, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on select models.
20: Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors... Offers lead men and women purpose driven career opportunities with on the job and outside training, leadership development and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a black label bridge builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook to see regular updates on the black label bridge builders.
13: Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at
21: 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. The
2: Diablo Motors had a hell of a sale downtown yesterday. work got around. Down, take years and years to pay. When I got there, the lot was bare, but the salesman said, Hold on,
1: for a little
2: cash. I got a two-tone match.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. We are at Wally Forestry in. Ellisville, Mississippi, in the heart of Jones County. I wanted to pass this on. Gerard, I thought about you as I was watching Bull Durham this past weekend. In the early part of the movie, a helicopter is dropping cash onto the field to waiting participants. There you go. I told you, folks. It's helicopter money. That's what the government has done the last couple of years. Joining us now, Lynn Buckholtz, the mayor of Ellisville, Mississippi. Mr. Mayor, thanks for coming on, sir.
23: Thank you, sir, for inviting me. Always a pleasure to be here with you all. Thank you for being here in Ellisville.
1: Well, it is our pleasure to be here and uh, have been remarking about uh, the first the beautiful area this part of the state uh, like all parts of mississippi we're just so blessed with a with a gorgeous state but it it really comes out in all its splendor on a on a uh, sunlit bright sunny spring day like we got today a bit windy but i noticed the uh the azaleas are starting to bloom we got some right around the property Mm -hmm. here and and uh to those of us that are that are golf people, that means that the Masters is right around the right corner. around the corner, that's right. <laughs> that's what that's it right. means when you see the azaleas right. blooming. Um, but the other thing that caught my eye, Mr. Mayor, is the traffic along the area and what seems to be just a lot of thriving businesses. It looks like things are going well here well, in Ellisville.
23: There ain't no doubt. I mean, Ellisville is growing. We're definitely proud of that. Uh You know, not just our our people, our citizens, but people willing to come here, open business, and make a go at it, and uh, it's really paying off. It's helping the city, no doubt, helping the people to have places to shop, to eat, uh, helps us to make some improvements that we continue to try to do.
1: Absolutely, and uh, we should also point out that where we are right here, our sponsors today, uh, Wally Forestry, uh, what a great asset that is, uh, not only for, for Ellisville and Jones County, but for the entire state of oh, Mississippi. No, no question business. about it.
23: Uh, There's you know, a role that they play for homeowners, landowners, timber owners. Uh, it's, it's a great asset for our area and our community.
1: No I have enjoyed about learning it. about uh, their business and, and kind of the unique niche they have. Uh, and how they've, they've leveraged those unique skills to that's create right. a business out that's of that right. and something that's so desperately needed by uh, by landowners and, no and those seeking to, uh, even as as uh, Mr. Wally pointed out earlier, as Jamie pointed out earlier, looking to move into the area from out of state. That's, that's right. got to be exciting right. to you that's as right. a mayor no of this area.
23: We have people uh, more so than... And you would imagine, coming in from out of state, as far as California and everywhere else, just wanting to move this way, and we we welcome them, no doubt.
1: Well, that's so great to hear. They're finding out what uh, uh, those of us who are native Mississippians and have made our homes here all our lives already know. We already know what we have to offer, no question. (laughs) That is fantastic. All right, so right across the street from us, we got the police department. That is right. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Tell us about those guys and the work they do. I saw them coming over here for some barbecue earlier. Well,
23: Ain't no question about it. I'm very proud of our police department as well as each department we have, public works, fire department. But uh, we're just about to the point of being back full staffed. Uh, I think everybody, every municipality, everywhere has turnover, has problem, you know, filling some empty slots. But uh, we're pretty close to having been back up to full positions. Uh, We're very fortunate. We just, I think, this past month put two new patrol cars Okay. Online uh, in service. Um, I always like to say uh, when we had the opportunity to do that, uh, they're paid for the day they got here. uh, Sure. No notes, nothing nothing on on the people, but they're they're paid for them. Uh, We have, and and not to get ahead, but by the same token in our fire department, we've just put online a brand new custom built chassis fire truck. uh, Okay. Probably. Three hundred and eighty or so thousand dollars. A lot of other improvements that we've made there. You know our personnel. You know when you look at the police, look at the fire department. Um, it's like I've always said. You know if I if I was in a bind and needed somebody, I just soon send the ones from Ellisville, Mississippi, is anywhere. Uh, you know they usually run to a fire run to, to a situation but uh and we were fortunate to even including our public works and all the employees in this past bu- budget time was able to give everybody a much deserved needed okay. raise Good. Uh, we were very very proud to be able to do that uh we've continued you know in a lot of our growth that we've we've been able to do and, and again like i said all of it's being done without uh taking on any additional notes or borrowed money as we go to like our downtown project Uh, we've completed the second phase of that there on Front Street with the water line moving the first stage the new blacktop, uh, the second stage we have a lighting project yet to come to to include that so uh, we've been able to blacktop pretty good amount of roads in the last two or three years, done four or five probably right before the end of the year we've um, We've had several projects that's ongoing right now, one of them being, and it doesn't hurt to talk about it, we probably a $1.2 million project on our south lagoon that's kind of out of sight, out of the way, behind a locked gate. You know, the public usually don't see that, but that's part of what we have to do to keep up, you know, our our sewer system. So Mm -hmm. uh, we're proud of that. Uh, Got some NRCS projects going. Matter of fact, Monday I think we open bids on three more of them and then later in the month of next month we'll be opening bids on I think it's about four or five streets that we intend to get the water lines and all out from under them so we can repair the streets and not to dig them back up. So.
1: Well it sounds like uh, Mr. Mayor that the, the city overall uh, has a a very good and positive financial condition.
23: Oh there's no doubt I think we're very well off I mean I know as everybody has had the opportunity to talk about to like our sales tax revenue I mean we set records as as a lot of other municipalities did over yep. the last few checks. Now, the last current check was, it was not as high as the last one, but it's still better than what it used to be the same time of year, so... uh We've had that opportunity there. We have some of that that money that they've uh, passed down to us, you know, through the ARPA funds yep. and all that, and that's what we plan to use moving these water lines okay. in the upcoming months. Uh, every bit of it toward that.
1: Yeah, because that's that's actually uh, on the on the list of of, of approved uses. That's exactly of that money, right. That
23: so. water sewer is a definite, no question right. about it is approved and and then we already have the money in place once we do that to to come back and resurface the roads. Okay. Again without barn, it's I mean we, we sitting on ready to do that.
1: Okay. Yeah those are eligible expenditures right. Uh, right. Uh, as a condition of that money being allocated. So uh, you got how much did you get in Ellsville?
23: I think the city of Ellswell got just a little over a million dollars, okay. one point two we've already received the first half of it. Uh okay in the bank ready for us to, to begin to, to spin and put in place. Okay. And then when the other part will come, I mean, I'm unsure about that. But,
1: uh, well, I was going to ask you uh, also about uh, the... State $1.8 billion, uh some of which, of course, is going to be allocated out in the yeah, city. Yeah, st- I think the they're still level. working on that. They are. I
23: don't know the fact of all that. Yeah. Uh, they have some matching money that they right. can try to offer uh, if they get it through the through the House, through the Senate.
1: Right, right. Yeah. yeah. We're uh, we're all kind of anticipating when that might happen, as you <laughs> exactly. may have heard us talking about on the I mean, program. They, you today. Know, the thing
23: to do is get ready to, to, <laughs> to apply it to a good use when it gets here.
1: I, I certainly hope so, and, and, and I believe what I've heard from... From our legislature that that is the case. Well, I, I do too. I mean, There's no that. doubt
23: we, I know the city of Ellisville has most definitely got some friends, some good people up there that, that Absolutely. helps us out and I appreciate them. They've helped us numerous times on some different grants, some different money uh, and and we certainly thank them and appreciate what they do because it goes a long way for a small municipality like us.
1: Yeah, and in fact, you're so right. The uh, the the delegation representing Jones County is is a top notch. We're
23: very fortunate. Yeah. I tell you, no doubt. No yeah. Doubt.
1: Uh, all right. So what what's on the horizon? Any particular? Uh, I mean, you've talked a lot about some of the infrastructure projects uh, you're working on. In Any, anything else of note, sir, that you're you're working towards? Well,
23: we have. There again, I mean, like I mentioned, the lagoon situation. Yeah. Uh, always, anytime we can improve anything on our infrastructure, I mean, it's it's not only a necessity, it's a must. It's something to keep up with. Um, we, as all other small municipalities or all municipalities, is got stuff that's probably 100 years old or better. Yep. I mean, it finally gets to the point it's deteriorated. To Something's got to be done with it, so uh, I appreciate the, the citizens, the people that, you know, you can't do it all at one time. Uh, being patient, we have made a lot of progress in a lot of areas. Uh, I still feel like, and that's just the way that I think it should be done as I mentioned earlier, you know, everything that we've done so far, we've paid for it up front as we go. Uh, we've been able to pay off you know, a couple of some of the old notes that we had from way back was paying on. The number three fire station down there was able to pay it off. So, uh, I mean, we're progressing right along. Things looks good.
1: So I'm picking up from our conversation uh, today, um, Mr. Mayor, that you're not a big fan of debt. You want to keep the city <laughs> out of debt.
23: Absolutely not. I, <laughs> I I do not like debt personally, nor, you know, serving the people and uh, you know, I mean, uh,
1: I got you. When we
23: work hard, I, I think we should be frugal with the taxpayers' money, just well, like we do with our own.
1: And I know the taxpayers appreciate that as well as we do. Appreciate you coming on the program well, today, sir. Thank you, Appreciate you
23: all for being here in Ellisville. Welcome. Come back anytime.
1: Yes, sir. We thank you. We'll come back with more here on middays. Uh, we've got Nikki Hudson at 1250, Business Development Officer for Community Bank. We're in the Element Well Studios in Jones County at Wally Forestry. Stay with us. Jory.
12: This is Dr. Will Lomflick with Capital Dental. We are proud to offer the most up-to-date technology to ensure you are receiving the best possible dental care. Book your appointment online today at capitaldentalinc.com. That's capitaldentalinc.com.
5: Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs,
3: Bring us here at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton since 1871. Join us for our open house Friday and Saturday, April 1st and 2nd. Join us Friday, April 1st with the Makita Driving Innovation Tour Trailer all day and Good Things with Rebecca Turner broadcasting live from 2 to 3 p.m. Then get your hands dirty on Saturday, April the 2nd with Buy One, Get One Bonnie plants and the Garden Mama Nellie Neal from 8 to 10 a.m. Food fun, door prizes, live music, and great deals can't be beat. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton since 1871. Friday and Saturday, April 1st and
12: second be sure and check out the newly remodeled basils in fondren where you get simple food done well and don't forget to drop by basils fountain view at the renaissance go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations that's basils
0: great service before during and after the sale that's what sets ken and neeson of jackson apart this is Dave Logan our service department is open six days a week and no appointment is needed Canon
12: Nissan service department can help you with tires alignment and oil changes Canon Nissan works on Nissan's as well as all makes and models and there are two master technicians ready to help you with all your service needs
0: plus the friendly and professional service you've come to expect from Canon Nissan of Jackson and remember when the smoke clears nobody beats a Canon deal, nobody.
16: I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission Every day, I see people in crisis. On the surface, they need a good meal. Deep inside, they need hope. On my best day ever, I can't save anybody. But we each can be a tool God uses to change a life. I want to challenge you. Allow God to use you to help someone else today. Check us out at gatewaymission.org, helping people right here in Jackson, Mississippi.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. He stopped short of saying he'll call a special session, but Governor Tate Reeves is vowing that lawmakers will eliminate the income tax.
15: There's this argument out there that property taxes would go up if we cut the income tax. That's foolish because the state of Mississippi doesn't collect property taxes. The local governments, the cities and the counties collect property taxes. And what we're talking about is taking excess revenue in the state and returning it to the taxpayers. Municipals, the cities will actually do better because their residents will have more money in their pockets. And guess what they're going to do with it? They're going to go out and they're going to spend it. And when they, uh, when they become consumers and they go in the grocery store and they go into other places and spend it, well then that generates more sales taxes
14: legislators will continue debate on this issue and other key bills through the weekend
1: on Midday Super Talk Mississippi. The Element Well Studios relocated on this. Friday, right y'all. To Ellisville, Mississippi at Wally Forestry in the heart of Jones County. I uh, really appreciate the mayor coming on the program as well. Lots of good things going on in Jones County and in Ellisville and, of course, here at Wally Forestry. Appreciate that. So, um, earlier in the program I was talking about Uh, Senator Joe Manchin who I have uh, really always just never felt totally comfortable that um, he was he was committed to uh, I guess keeping out keeping away from spending more money and and uh, enacting the build back broker plan and increasing taxes and uh, so far he's held the line on that he's been really the firewall in the US Senate Uh, because they don't have enough votes without his support but he came out yesterday and I I point this out because this is something that does need to be considered by our state government that he he comes out and says "Yep, I'm for a scaled down version of the president's domestic agenda and scaled down means 500 billion of climate change spending and a trillion of tax increases he's made it very clear for some time that he does not like the Trump tax plan, he wants to completely repeal it, and he wants to increase taxes on corporations and increase taxes on those those uh, more successful in society in the United States from an economic perspective, and bottom line is he wants to increase taxes. And increasing taxes, especially on corporations, I believe would have a negative impact on our economy. Uh, in, in, so we've got that going on. we got the prospect of uh, precipitously and dramatically rising interest rates, uh, that being signaled now from the Fed just a couple of days ago after raising rates by a quarter point a couple of weeks ago. The chairman comes out and says, I think we got to do more than that. Uh, some are estimating six or seven hikes this year, many of which may be half a point instead of a quarter a point. Uh, Again, uh, you can go study economic history in this country and monetary policy and see that unless rates get above uh, or equal to and stay level with the CPI, that we are slated to have further inflation. And that means we'd have to raise rates uh, up to the 9 and 10 percent point relative to, to the level of inflation today to get it to, s- to stop continuing to increase. That would mean ridiculously high mortgage rates and car lending uh, interest rates and interest rates on credit cards. All that has a deleterious and harmful effect on the economy, which means we produce less revenue. Those are things that just need to be considered in lawmaking at the federal and the state level. But this is the this is the hand that's been dealt us by a really bad fiscal policy coming out of this White House. There's get there's more talk. You should know at the federal level about so-called stimulus checks for gas. And there's a proposal right now a bill right now where families with two children could get as much as $300 per month as long as the nation's average gas price the nation's average gas price stays above $4. Well, that could be forever. We don't we don't know at this point. There are some economists and some from the oil industry that say if Russia's supply to Europe plunges through sanctions so as to, uh, to, to uh, eliminate the flow of funds into Russia, which is funding the uh, Putin war machine, oil could go to $250 this year. Some top traders are warning, top commodities, oil commodities traders are warning about this. Two hundred and fifty dollars this year. You can do the math, folks. That means take the current price of gas and multiply it by two and a half. We're talking ten-dollar gas if this happens. That's that is the the the, um, the current dilemma we face right now. Europe cuts off their supply from from uh, Russia we don't have Russian oil in the overall global market the price of oil goes up to 250 dollars I'm not convinced that's going to happen but there are some um, uh, informed traders there that are predicting that along those lines yesterday uh, Joe Biden was uh, making speeches uh, about Ukraine He was with our our Western allies uh, doing this, talking about humanitarian aid, about taking in 100,000 Ukrainian refugees, and these leaders also spent most of Thursday crafting out the the steps to counter counter, uh, Russia's invasion, which has been going on now a month. But he took this opportunity, I think, to go to a place that was completely inappropriate for the President of the United States and the leader um in the free world this was at a nato summit conference yesterday listen to what he said
19: i wasn't going to run again and i mean that sincerely i had no intention of running for president again and uh, until i saw those folks coming out of the fields in virginia carrying torches and carrying nazi banners and literally singing the same vile rhyme that they used in germany in the early 20s or 30s i should say and um and then when the gentleman you mentioned was asked what he thought and a young woman was killed a protester and he asked was asked what he thought uh he said they're very good people on both sides and that's when i decided i wasn't going to be quiet any longer
1: Rhino, if i'm not mistaken is that situation with respect to Trump and and uh, Charlottesville? Is that I've been debunked like over and over again? Oh yeah, you, the,
2: you've got to have blinders on and be willfully ignorant to the truth to still believe the uh, fine people hoax.
1: Unbelievable! It, is it, is it just me, or is was that not completely, totally inappropriate?
23: It's
2: Biden. And he gets a lie. He gets it in his repertoire, and he just keeps spinning it.
1: It's what well, he's done for four decades plus. It's. I watched this thing live, and when, it, when I saw that, I not only about fell out of my chair and spit out my peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but I got mad. I've got to tell you folks this. This wasn't something that was um, ad-lib, impromptu. He was looking at his paper, Rhino, when he was delivering those remarks, those comments. That was written up for him. It's almost as if he intended to go to Brussels, Belgium, and be amongst the G7 world leaders to talk about, right next door, a few miles away, Ukraine is on fire. Some of the worst human rights atrocities ever committed on this planet unfolding right now, and this is what he chooses to talk about, which is really all about taking, making an attack on Donald Trump. This is all they do. And and once again, taking this default racism narrative. That's all they do. Uh, Can't do anything else. Not talking about how to solve this Ukraine conflict. Not talking about roaring inflation in this country. Not talking about the border crisis. Not talking about the botched exodus of um, Afghanistan. No. A Crime sweeping uh, every major American city. This is what they talk about. That's really pathetic. Uh, I just thought it totally was. It totally inappropriate and really without, without need or merit, uh, I felt whatsoever and I just couldn't believe he went I guess I shouldn't be surprised but does it not really reinforce the fraud that is this administration and because he attacks Donald Trump by extension is he not attacking every Republican and and in general this nation and, and of course, he's in, an, he's in a, a venue, in a setting where those leaders and the folks in attendance in the press, they're not familiar with all the nuances and the background of that. This was just a, just a, a blatant attack um, targeting a former president and potentially his, his uh, future. Opponent, uh, and and that's I think also what was going on here. Honestly, is that he was he was trying to take uh, kind of almost get ahead of the game, if you will, uh, with a, a possible rematch coming up in a future ele- election. Um, What a joke that was. That was just really embarrassing for for him to do that at that point, in my view. He actually said something to the effect that, yeah, I hope he's my opponent in 2024. Oh, my gosh. Pay no attention to, like we said, these human rights abuses and just the heinous crimes against humanities being committed not far from where he is in the country of Ukraine. He showed, in my view, no interest in, in... ending the war in a way that Ukraine uh, emerges victorious. It was really almost just about, let's just get this thing done and end it. We'll take a break right here on Middays. We're at Wally Forestry. We'll come right back with Nikki Hudson, business development officer for Community Bank. Stay with us.
5: When you
6: partner with R.J. Young for your business printing needs, you get the R.J. Young difference, superior service, in-house leasing option, and a we-make-it-right guarantee. Choose R.J. Young's HP A4 for your business's managed print services and supplies. Print with confidence and trust HP Original Supplies for consistent, uninterrupted printing. To learn more about our office equipment and technology, visit rjyoung.com printers. R.J. Young partners with the best printer manufacturers like HP to offer you the best technology solutions that power your business. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Outlander at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Get high style without the high price. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today starting at $26,095. Get up to $3,500 over book value for your trip. During the spring sales event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, get thunderstruck. MSRP based on Outlander ES2WD. Price turns and vehicle availability may vary. Important restrictions and rules apply to retail for limited warranty and more details. Offer ends.
16: Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
0: You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. The Element Well Studios relocated on this. Friday, y'all To Wally Forestry in Ellisville, Mississippi. It's been a good day. We got a train going by right now, which I'm sure you guys can hear. It's a big old freight train. We had an Amtrak train go through here. Rhino was speeding through (laughs) earlier. We were on a break at that time. But joining us now is Nikki Hudson, Business Development Officer for Community Bank. Nikki, thanks for coming on.
21: Well, thanks so much for having me.
1: Yeah, so, uh, all right, so we were talking offline. Uh, you're actually based in Laurel, but you're responsible for business development across Jones County. Is that yes, correct? Yes,
21: that is correct. Um, my office is in the main Laurel building on 16th Avenue, but I do cover for the whole county and then help um, overseas to the Pine Belt and Meridian in Hattiesburg as well. I got you. Yes, sir. So We just we just have a good time setting up businesses um, with the products that they need to help make their business work more smoothly and more efficient um, in a safe way um, right there with the bank.
1: Okay, awesome. Well, you just answered the the question i was about to ask you that's fantastic appreciate that so how's that going are are you seeing new business formation uh, in the county or or startup businesses
21: um we do i mean we have new businesses come in um all the time and and request and want information about you know how we do things and, and uh, asking you know for advice, but then also coming in and opening accounts and yeah. um, setting up uh, payroll where they can direct deposit for their employees, um, where they can make deposits from their offices so they don't have to leave their office, um, and also credit card processing um, for all deterrents. So um, we we see businesses um, old and new and um, work with them every day, of course, along with our consumers as well.
1: Yeah, uh, it's amazing, uh, Nick, you haven't been in business for a long time, just, just watching that evolution of all these tools uh and how critical and how much we become to rely on them to operate these businesses it's it's really pretty incredible
21: yes it is and and we feel like it is kind of where banking is moving um for the future especially Uh, it's gotten more and more popular direct deposit of course has been a big thing for a long time yeah but um being able to um even ACH payments for invoices yeah. or accounts payable yeah. um, to draft payments to draft donations for nonprofits um, is becoming more and more popular. And then also um, my deposit machines where people don't have to leave their office. Um, yeah. Of course, during COVID, that got to be very popular and people were trying to avoid contact as much as possible. So we, um, set up a lot of businesses then for them to be able to just completely work from their office um, and then more and more too with us constantly being on the internet and virtual and things like that having fraud deterrent um, positive pay type options as well has become a huge a huge deal
1: you know just having uh, online real time access to the entire treasury function is quite valuable to the average business so
21: yes to be able to transfer their funds from yeah. one account to another um, to make things more more seamless and of course instant
1: yeah it, it, it truly is awesome but we should also point out that is as, as great as all those electronic tools are and as useful and as much value as they provide, there's still no substitute for the face-to-face interaction. You are right.
21: And that's kind of where we like to, um, to think that our specialty is, um, especially here in the Pine Belt, but across all of community bank, uh, we are all about the relationship banking. And, you know, if you are a customer that doesn't get to come into the bank very often, we want to come see you and um, make sure that you're taken care of and let you know that, you know, your business account is just as important as your kid's savings account. And, um, to create that relationship, too, and also educate and inform the public that getting to know your bankers and know people at the bank it's so, so important because when it comes time that you do need something um, and you need to call someone, you know who to go to and yeah. someone you trust um, that you can speak with and you feel like will give you good, sound advice. Yeah,
1: there's no question. And, and also the continuity in that relationships a big thing as well. People don't like change in those That's areas. Right. And and I, and I know you guys do a good job of, of making sure that you uh, retain that level of continuity. And what's what's the economy look like uh, in the county? Are you optimistic?
21: about that yeah we are I mean we've seen um, you know lots of things coming in the bank lots of um, requests for loans and that type of thing yeah. people are still um, building houses people yeah. are still opening businesses growing businesses um, so they might be a little bit more cautious you know with the price of materials and things like that and of course the way that um, inventory is trying to get things like that in but um, finding a way around it and making it work yeah. um, and with the amount of people coming into Jones County um, tourism wise it has helped us a ton uh, not be quite as affected as some other markets
1: yeah what about the overall strength uh, of the bank it's you're doing well from an asset perspective we we
21: are um, we've had great years and uh, you know when covid hit and things kind of all turned you know you had goals set and that kind of thing They changed, but luckily um, with a lot of the SBA PPP, we were able to help our businesses get through that awkward time and um, were able to help them grow, and so um, we have continued just to be strong and just had to shift, work with what we have, and um, and it's worked out for us.
1: Got a good quality loan portfolio as well?
21: Yes, sir. That's great.
1: Nikki, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate uh, you being with us today on middays, and uh, hopefully, you'll have a great weekend.
21: Well, we sure thank you.
1: Thank you. All right. all right. That is all the time we have here today from Ellisville, Mississippi, at Wally Forestry from the Element Wealth Studios. We'll be back in the Super Talk Studios, uh, Element Wealth, our great sponsor, on Monday. Until then, stay safe and God bless everyone.